Welcome to, and the winner is, podcast. I'm Athenian Seven, your host, and this is the NFL's top 14 teams as of week one, according to me. Remember, I am not an expert. I'm just your average omni-athlete who has a knack for this. If you plan to use any of this information for any purpose, do so at your own risk. Also, I make my list with the intention of trying to anticipate how they will finish based on what information I have up to this point. In other words, I play the long game, not the short game. So, without further ado, here are my NFL 2022 season rankings as of week one. Colts, number 16, AFC 7. Number 16? Wait a second. Did I trick you? <laughs> no, but every year there is at least one really bad division. Because of that, a luckiest ward is handed out. This year's honor goes to the Colts. Congrats. Now skedaddle. Saints. Number 15, NFC 7. Barely beating the Dirty Birds should not spark fear in future competitors. But this team still should have enough talent to survive the battered season as the beneficiary of the open slot that's now available because it looks like the Cowboys will not snag that last spot. Side note, I still wouldn't be surprised if, if the, the, the Cowboys do pull it off. It's, it, it's yet to be seen. With that said, shout out to Michael Thomas. Two TDs has to feel pretty sweet considering you've been out of the NFL for over two years. Cardinals, number 14, beat down. Should they stay down? Maybe. I still don't have them just like the Colts, I, or sorry, the, the Saints. I still don't have them making the playoffs, nor do I even have them winning anytime soon. But they are one to keep an eye out because I still want to see Hopkins back and what that does for them before I put down the Redbirds for good. Lions, number 13, NFC 6. How can you not root for the Lions? As I said last week, this team is going to be a tough out. Every game, one for one so far, will probably come down to the wire. Eagles, number 12, NFC 5. An old school team. Sometimes it feels like you're back in the 80s or 90s when you watch them. Toughness, versatility, and pounding the rock. That's their strength. And with Brown, they now have even a number one wideout. I have even more confidence now that they will win the NFC East champion. Now that the, the uh, Cowboys are not really a threat. Dolphins, number 11. When the NCAA bracket is announced, there is always one team snubbed 
that everyone feels gets robbed. This year, in the NFL, it will be this team. And if you recall from the beginning, the Colts are taking their slot. Start the petitions. I'll sign it as long as Tua continues to develop. Solid season, great team, but unfortunately, due to the circumstances, probably no playoffs. Ravens, number 10, AFC 6. Ceiling is still not high given the limitations that they have on offense. But Tucker, Jackson, and Andrews will be a tough out. With that said, I need to see Dobbins and Peters to play before I can really truly get a sense of what this team's capabilities are. Packers, number nine, NFC four. If Watson makes that opening pass for the early easy TD, an entirely different outlook could have been etched in that game. But He's a rookie, and he didn't, nor did any of the wide receivers step up, which is exactly why I said this would happen. I, just like the Ravens, they have a low ceiling due to the nature of their offensive wide receiver weapons. But R-E-L-A-X times 10 at this point. We know they suck during opening day. Yet, they still be fine. And they'll still make the playoffs. And they'll probably still lose in the playoffs again. Vikings, number eight, NFC three. I told you they would beat them Packers. They'll win the NFC North. And they'll make a deep run and a possible number one seed in the NFC. Off to a solid start. The defense looks even better than advertised. And Jefferson, well, he no longer is a slot receiver. Let's just say that. Boy, he can, play. can he play. But their versatility is what makes them dangerous. You can't sleep on Thielen or Cook as an example. His team is well-balanced. Chiefs, number seven, AFC five. I thought they may not make the playoffs, but it looks like I am going to eat my own words. Yes, it's early, but I should have known better than to go against the teddy bear, Andy Reid. Expect them to continue to pour on the stats against inferior teams and make everyone think they are back. This perception will continue through next week as I do expect them to beat the Chargers, who will be missing Keenan Allen. If you recall, the Chiefs lost to the Chargers at home, so they'll, they'll have extra incentive in wanting revenge. Chargers, number six, AFC four, Mac attack. Much like the Bills, the story was how good the defense improved with their new acquisition. Herbert, continues to look like an MVP. Spreading the ball all over the place, making highlight after highlight. He's just a wow factor. As I just mentioned, expect him to tentatively lose to the Chiefs. But in the end, they will win the war against them. 
Bengals. Number five, AFC three. They lost turnover battle by five. Missed a short winning field goal. And Higgins got a concussion. No need to overreact, Bengal fans. You and Burrow will continue the smoke and be fine. Raiders, number four, AFC 2. I know, I know, it will sound as though I am being biased because I picked them as my, my dark horse for the year. But hear me out. Like the Bengals, they lost the turnover battle by three. It could have been more. I mean, all three of their fumbles, they actually recovered. The offensive line, which, side note, we know is their weakness, got absolutely torched by two Hall of Fame Hall of Famers. And Carr, well, he decided to start driving in the opposite direction. Yet despite all of that, you have a chance not only to beat a very strong team in your division, but on the road, yeah. I'm taking the Raiders as the winner of that game. I have no doubt they will get their revenge on the Chargers on, on December 4th. And you and will continue to get better when they start using a more biased, or sorry, balanced attack. I don't blame them for wanting to, you know, use Adam as much as they did. They want to introduce and welcome him back into the fold, but it was too predictable. And they, you know that they have other weapons. With all that positive energy, though, it's no joke how bad their offensive line is. Have to keep an eye on that as the season uh, progresses. Every team with a poor offensive line goes into the playoffs, and you know what happens. It's really, really hard to win in the playoffs when you you don't have those bad boys defending the trenches. Bucks number three, NFC two. It was an ugly game, just to be honest. But on paper, I still stand by them being uh, the most talented overall team. It's never great to have to kick that many field goals, but outside of the Rams or Vikings, who is going to challenge them at this point? The Brady farewell parade will continue for a while. Rams, number two, NFC one, and Super Bowl ref. They got absolutely humiliated. No joke. Outside of the badass tackle that Stafford made, granted, after he threw one of his three interceptions, this team was absolutely, fundamentally beat down at every possible level. But this is the NFL. We see this overreaction game all the time. In the end, they will be fine. Until, of course, they end up to the Super Bowl and then which they'll get beat down again. But in all seriousness, the reason why I had them as my NF NFC rep is because even if the passing game continues to struggle, say Robinson still can't improve, guess what? They got OBJ to deploy come November if they, if they so choose. And you know, they've already started talking about bringing him back after, after that game. Yes, the D-line looks nothing without, without Vaughn. Akers looked soft. 
And clearly Stafford's shoulder is a problem. And it's something that I'm going to pay close attention to because make no mistake about it. If if this arm issue is, is a permanent issue, then the Bucks and the purple people years soon will will come knocking on, on, on that slot door. Um, but just remember, Cooper Cup still plays for this team. And last I checked, no one can stop him. McVay will figure this out. Just, it will happen. Give it time. Okay, here we are. Bills, number one. Super Bowl winner, AFC number one seed. Shocker, right? Fair warning. This will be a broken record. Listener discretion advised. The Bills are the best team in football. The frightening thing is, they had four turnovers in this game. And, and I don't expect them, uh, I, I scratch out, I expect them to continue to be a little bit careless. But they can afford it. Uh, Allen will be the MVP. They will win the AFC. The only question is whether they will have a chance or not to avenge their loss to the Chiefs. That seems literally to be the only question. So, what about your teams that are not on the list? Okay, 49ers. Technically, gold still could be found, but that's only if Garoppolo is brought back in. Until then, I- I'm-, I'm not going to go searching for-, for it. Broncos. Like I said last week, I disagreed with many predicting this to be a possible dark horse Super Bowl team. To me, I saw a new coach, a QB that has a shell of his old self, with stiff competition. I will admit, I originally was on the fence about putting them in, in the playoffs. But now, I feel pretty pretty confident that they're out. They're not making the playoffs. Cowboys. We already talked about them about a little bit. Injuries are tough to overcome. It. And my, my heart goes out to the Prescott. But even with him, this team doesn't look like much of a threat. Uh, don't be surprised if they sneak in, but I just, I don't trust them either way. Steelers, you pulled off a win. Kudos. But what or not, your ceiling is still eight games. So that's that. Onward to week two. Here we come. And thank God it's football season. Am I right? Cheers. And remember, clear mind, strong body. Good heart. We are a fiend.